Welcome to Reality and Talks. My name is Gary McGuey, high school practice leader for Franklin Covey Education. Each week, we're here to take on the real challenges of teen life. Let's talk. So team, welcome to part three of our three-part episode related to unconscious bias. Last week, we talked about uh, cultivating connections and we talked about the principle of openness. Well, this week, we're gonna talk about choosing courage and the principle here is growth. So you can see we're kind of crescendoing. We're seeing how these are all intertwined and connected. So today's discussion will be around courage, choosing courage. So team, welcome. Thank you, thank you so much for, uh, for bringing your brilliance to the, to the group here. Um, how's everybody doing? Doing good so far. Choosing courage. We're talking unconscious bias. Question. If I confront bias, won't that just create more issues, more division? How would you respond to that question? I would say that if you are confronting bi bias with respect to the people you're talking to, with tact, with the correct information, and with different viewpoints, it can be effective, and therefore it can create a good response and can create a safe space for everyone to feel like they're representing, everyone to feel like their viewpoint is being heard. Sometimes people can be a little bit like iffy about it, especially if it's a deep-rooted bias and especially if it's a bias that people don't think is a bias, but I think that if it's done the correct way, then it will have a positive outcome. Yeah, it's kind of just the piggyback on that. If it's done the right way, if addressing it's done the right way, I think we should be more focused on addressing the bias because that's the problem rather than the result afterwards because the division, there's already division there if it's a bias. When you address the bias, you're really trying to connect people and trying to get them to understand your perspective on things. So that's how I think of it. Well, just, just even go the other way. What happens when we don't confront bias? What's the result there? When you, you don't confront <laughs> You stay secluded to your own thoughts and you keep your own biases and you just keep adding to the problems in yeah. the world, you know? If right. you don't confront the problems, then they don't just disappear. They're still there. So this word courage, right? I mean, I think we all have our different definitions of courage, but in, in the spirit of unconscious bias, what does courage mean to us? I think courage kind of recaps all the three stages. The courage is the courage is to first realize that you have it. And then you have to have courage to go out and make those connections. And then lastly, the, the real courage is to, to grow from grow from it at the end of the day. So I think it kind of just recaps and is in a part of each step in it. To me, courage is just the strength to continue it past just in my head. Like past just, oh, I see that bias. Okay, that's cool. I talk to those people. But to continue it and make it, something that I'm daily going out and seeing what destructive biases I have, seeing what different people I can talk to and continuously creating connections with people outside of my region. 
to me, it's about not being afraid of change and not being afraid of what could come from that change. And like Mayor Catherine said, pushing through that change. Well, I, I really appreciate your comments because we're talking about growth. Well, growth's not going to happen without us being courageous, right? So, yeah, it's a great connection here. Um, I, I'm just reflecting back to our discussions around uh, when, we, when we went through the content here, and they talk about um, effective courage is both careful and bold. Careful and bold. What are your thoughts on that? What does that mean to us? What's careful courage look like? For me, it kind of just looks like a different approach versus bold. When you're, when you're doing careful courage, you're more empathetic and not as direct with it, but you're still addressing the issue. You're still empathetic of how you're, you're talking to people and addressing the bias. I think that careful courage is better used in a situation of high emotions because it eases you into the understanding of this bias. And so careful courage, like Dylan said, it has a high level of empathy. So it's really about understanding where both people in the conversation are coming from and where they're trying to get to. Yeah, that's really good. You know, we always talk about the greatest human needs to be valued. When we're valued, we want to contribute. I'm, I'm hearing when you when you listen with empathy, you know, when you're, when you're dialed in there, it, it's, it's going to open up things, right? People open up. Um, the, the piece around bold courage. What are your thoughts around bold courage? Bold courage is definitely a more direct approach. And um, I think bold courage is better used with people you're familiar with. Cause you don't just want to come at a random stranger, very direct, very um, accusing and things like that. But even with bold courage, even with people that you know you're comfortable with, there always has to be a respect, a level of respect for that person and the situation. Cause if there's no respect, then you're going to be offended and you're not going to get to the conclusion that you want to get to, which is that we're uncovering the bias so that we can move from it. So you need to be respectful. And I think that it's better used in a situation where there's already a relationship established. Nice. So I heard you say being direct, bold courage, right? Um, I'm just, just reminding of bold courage is when we, when we're, when we want more immediate change, bold courage makes sense, doesn't it? But I do like the part, Mary Catherine, you're suggesting you can't just come in too, too strong, right? Or, the, or you come across like almost too, uh, I don't know, pushy perhaps, uh, not truly listening. So yeah, it, it is very artistic, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Kim, do you remember the different uh, ways to act with courage? We talked about um, courage to identify where we where we notice bias happening and I'll, I'll just share these with you and you guys can let what, what resonates with you we talked about the courage to cope right when we want to deal with bias and remember we, we watched the video with the uh the young man wanting to play hockey and how there there were some underlying uh racial tensions there and how the one uh the, the one mother stood up in the spirit of courage, right? Courage to ally, help others with bias. 
and then the courage to advocate, you know, proactively addressing bias. Team, as you're hearing these, these four ways to act with courage, what's resonating with us? What's, what intrigues us? What, uh, I don't want to say excites us, but uh, what are your thoughts around that? I think the first thing that jumps out at me is just the courage to identify. I think a lot of the times we see it, but we don't want to address it. We see it in a lot of different areas. Maybe it's in school, whether it's in out in sports. We see it a lot. We see different biases, whether it be deeper biases and prejudice or racism. It's just because that's the first step. So you have to identify it before you, you continue into it. Well said. See, and I want to add to that because I, I think with, with these episodes, we've focused a lot on what can I do to focus on my biases. But something else I saw with the courage to um, to ally, I think that's what it's called, yeah. is you help others discover their own biases. And that's something we can do too, you know? If you see someone that's biased, like Dylan was saying at school or in your workplace or, you know, in some community event that you're doing, help them out with those biases and understand that Maybe you don't have them, but they do maybe because of their upbringing or their own personal experiences, help them realize why those biases aren't right and help them solidify a new image and a new, uh, like a brain schema of what they should expect. I think the one that jumped out the most to me is the courage to advocate, because to me, that means that it's an everyday thing. And it's something that you're constantly thinking about. How can I improve this? How can I make this grow? How can I make this better? Because sometimes when we think about identifying bias, it's just like, oh, if it comes up or oh, if I come across it or if the conversation is there. But the courage to advocate means that I have the courage to always be in this space of trying to grow, trying to improve. Nice. Advocating, educating others, right? Creating a network to, to, to start this. I guess we'll use this word movement, perhaps, yeah? So, so team, once again, this is, I mean, just tremendous content here. Um, one thing, right? The one thing you would suggest to our audience when it comes to choosing courage, if you're going to be their, you're going to be their choose courage coach, triple C, what might you suggest people reflect on, think on, center on moving forward with choose courage? I would say um, just balancing and knowing the right times to choose bold courage and uh, careful courage, just knowing the right situations to do both and knowing how to do both um, effectively. I would say that when you do take the time to, um, to explore your biases or to use that bold courage versus the other courage, um, be mindful that everyone isn't at the same level that you are at. Like everyone hasn't um, deeply explored their biases and come to the conclusion that some of them are destructive and worked hard to redirect them. And some people are just complacent in what they think is correct. So don't be so um, accusatory towards them. Don't be so, um, just try to see where they are. Try to see where, where they are and where they're trying to get to. I think something that scares people when they're addressing bias is that, like Mary Catherine said, they're going to be confronted about it. They're going to be like, uh, people might be hostile towards them. And I think that's something we need to change a little bit. Uh, we don't know their upbringing. We don't know what they've been told. But if we um, 
address that with hostility, it's only going to further their point that, oh, well, you see, that furthers my point that they're just aggressive people or they're this and they're that. Uh, take it calmly. Um, and like how we said, uh, create those connections, be empathetic and be curious about why they're doing that and why they have that idea. And that's how we'll further uh, help them address those biases. Team, I just want to thank you for, for um, addressing this topic around unconscious bias and these, these, this three-part series. Uh, extremely helpful for anybody listening. Uh, so needed. So this awareness piece, uh, unconscious bias, equity, all this, this relevant discussion. So my friends, thank you so much. Um, we will see you down the road. Be safe. Be well. Thanks for sharing your brilliance. Have a great time. Take care. Bye-bye. Reflecting on the team's comments from today, dealing with choosing courage, we heard the following. Number one, if we confront bias with respect, model empathy and curiosity with others, it will not create more division, rather will create more opportunities to grow. Secondly, courage can be found in all three parts to, to related to unconscious bias. It takes courage to identify bias, cultivate connections, and choose courage, both effective and bold. Number three, the four ways to act with courage, identify, cope, ally, and advocate take a great deal of discipline, empathy, respect, and self-awareness. Reality checks time. As we conclude this three-part series on unconscious bias, the discussion today focused on the third part related to choose courage. Courage is a word we have used our whole life. However, we would like to remind our listeners it is the moral and mental strength to strive and persevere in the face of fear, uncertainty, or difficulty. To know when to lead with careful courage, to model empathy, to make sure we have shared our intent. This will create a safe space to address various biases. Learning the ways to act with courage, the ability to identify in ourselves or others is the first step in addressing this issue. Helping others with bias can and will bring about change. This won't happen overnight. However, if I begin with myself to stop judging, to make connections, to move out of my comfort zone, to help others recognize we all have biases, we will begin to see the positive impact and help each other reach our full potential. To all our listeners, we wish to thank you for tuning in each week to listen and learn from our team. We'll be taking the summer off and we will be returning in August to bring new episodes with new relevant topics. Until next time, let's talk. Thanks for tuning in. Subscribe to Reality Talks on YouTube, Apple, or Spotify, and leave a review or comment. We'd love to hear from you.